Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Success Unscripted. This is the podcast for ordinary people aiming to achieve extraordinary goals. I am your host, Miriam Hogans, and today I have a great topic for you guys. I have a question as well. Look at yourself in the mirror and say, self, are you disposable or non-disposable? Well, if you don't know the answer to that question yet, stay tuned. By the end of the show, I know that you'll be able to find that answer. And I guarantee you that it will all make sense. As always, I hope you all have had a great day, a great momentous day. And if not, you can start right now. All right, y'all. So I have a confession. I've worked quite a few jobs, quite a few jobs since entering the workforce. Okay. And I'm talking about from the time I turned 15 and got hired at this pizza place um, in Leesville, Louisiana, as a high schooler. Okay. Now, I was not just quitting just to quit, Um, I would do it the right way. (laughs) anytime I would leave a job, it was because of me, you know, moving or accepting a better opportunity elsewhere, or just me just simply outgrowing where I was and desired a bigger challenge because I'm a person that loves a great challenge. So when I first started out at this job, my customer service skills were extremely terrible. Okay. They were bad, horrible. My facial expressions were so bad that they would make other people like sad. Okay, that's the best way I can explain it. That's how bad it was. My manager would literally pull me to the side and be like, Miriam, you need to smile. People are complaining about your face. It's ruining their experience here in my restaurant. That's how bad it was. But y'all, it was my first job, of course, right? And I didn't know anything about customer service. Customer service, it was just not embedded in me yet. I was a high schooler, a 15 year old high schooler. The only thing I knew how to do was yell at people, which (laughs) it was a trait I picked up from being a drum captain and a drum major in high school. That's all we did was yell at people, tell people to line up, boss people around, give people orders because it made us feel big. Right? So that's the only thing I knew how to do was to yell at people. Now to let you guys know My customer service skills did not stay this way. It did not stay that way. I improved over time at every job that I've ever worked. So when he pulled me over, pulled pulled me to the side and was like, Miriam, people are complaining about your face. I straightened up. I was like, okay, how can I become better? Teach me. Show me thy ways, master. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. But seriously, I needed help. I didn't know what to do. And so I would just watch my coworkers. I would watch my manager and try to pick up on some of their ways so I can become a better customer service person delivering people's pizzas to their tables. Or they was going to stick me in the back and make me wash dishes and do the prep table and all that boring stuff. So over time, I noticed something. I would notice when I would turn in my resignation, like when I will leave these jobs, when I would turn in my resignation, my managers would get upset or or sad over me leaving 
not wanting me to resign. And I know what you guys are thinking. Oh, all managers do that. They need people. They need help, blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. They didn't want to lose me. And why is that? Why did they not want to lose me? Hmm? Well, just, 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 just hear me out. <laughs> okay. If it's okay, I would like to brag on myself just for a little bit. After I mastered the skill of customer service, like that was it in any job that I had. Customer service is like the basis of everything that you do. And this, this episode is not about customer service, but I'm, I'm trying to make a point. My work ethic was superlative. I knew my job and I performed extremely well to the point to where if I were to leave and when I did leave certain jobs, things would go undone because I was always willing to go beyond what was required of me. The things, you know, that people did not want to do, I would do them. I would take on extra responsibilities and tasks because I wanted the company to to succeed. And I worked as I worked unto the Lord. And I refuse to hide that fact. Like, that's just something that I, I live by. Like, you know, I want to work as I'm working unto God. Not only that, but I was also, you know, very, how can I put this? I knew that there were extra trainings out there, right? So not only that, but I, I would also attend these extra trainings to distinguish myself in the workplace and within my industry, whether it was picking up a book, taking a Udemy course, or obtaining internal certifications for that specific organization. I'm going to say that again, internal certifications for that specific organization. I guarantee you that your job has some type of internal or uh, some type of internal certification that can help advance you to the next level within your position, right? So I began to become an asset for my company. I was creating and obtaining or acquiring skills and talents that made me essential. Miriam began to learn that she was valuable. I began to learn that I was valuable. Okay? So again, I ask, are you disposable? Needless? Ugh, that's harsh. Non-essential? Easy to throw away? Are you any of these things? And I'm not just talking about in the workplace or within the industry, but in your life, at your church, within your community. And we're going to dive, you know, deeper into it. But if you were to leave this earth today, would people know that you were gone? Would you leave a lasting legacy, a huge mark or impact? Or would people even notice, like that's harsh, but it's a true reality. Like would people notice that you were missing? When you walk into a room, do others become frustrated by your presence? Or do they welcome you with open arms because they need you? On the job, would your managers rather you not come in today? Or do they desperately need you because of the skills and talents that you possessed? There were times I would work on these little bitty jobs, you know, in high school, you know, those high school jobs that we work. My managers couldn't stand when some people would come into work. And they would always make comments like, God, why did the hiring manager hire this person? 
Like they just couldn't stand it because they didn't do anything. They they had no value. They were more of a liability than an asset. They were just standing around, you know, wasting time, running up the clock, as they would say, and not doing anything, right? You can usually tell when someone is valuable or not. I want y'all to think about that. You can usually tell when someone is valuable or not. The next time someone leaves your job, pay attention to how others act. Will they be excited? Or will they be scrambling to figure out what to do? Hmm? For example, I love examples. I work for this job, for this company, this corporate company. <laughs> and everybody was leaving. Mm-hmm. Everybody was leaving. But I always made it a habit to learn as much as, you know, I could. So my manager showed me a lot of things, right? And so when I finished graduate school, I felt that it was time for me to move on. Not only that, I was passed up for a promotion that I inquired about. And I made it known, like, hey, I would like to be considered for this promotion. They didn't even want to consider me because I didn't have certain credentials. They told me flat out, oh, well, you didn't go to school for this. So we're going to choose this person. Although this person left the company and came back as a rehire. You know, I'm, I'm not going to go on a tangent. It's, it's, all, it's all good. You know, <laughs> it is what it is. You know, but when this person came back, they didn't know as much, right? And so when it was my time to exit, I turned in my resignation letter and my manager came to me and he literally said, you know, not, not my manager, excuse me, the CFO came to me and said, Miriam, I don't know what we're going to do without you because you know so much. I didn't know that you did so much. Now that is something for your CFO to come to you and say that, like they didn't know that you did so much. And when you leave, we're going to be scrambling. Like these were his words. So he took me into a room and he offered to increase my salary by $10,000. $10,000 because I was an asset. He realized that I was an asset to the company. Now, doesn't that make you frustrated though? And when you decide to leave, now they want to show, you know, their appreciation because of how valuable you are. Now they want to give you an increase. It's all good. I'm not complaining. I'm not going to go down that, <laughs> that, that street, but I'm just using this as an example. When I left, they were scrambling. Okay. And I don't say that to be like, oh, yay, you know, to their demise. But to my point, I was an asset to this company because of how much I knew, how much, you know, how many skills I picked up while I was there. I wasn't just there just showing up, doing my job and leaving. I was trying to grow and not, you know, to make this company suffer if I were to ever leave. I actually wanted to grow with this company, but they showed me. You know, although I wanted to be valued, they showed me that I was not as valued by saying, you know, well, Miriam, you didn't have this, you don't have this certain degree. Mind you, it was not required. You know, it was nowhere in the job description that you had to have this degree, but that is what they told me. Anyhow, that is not my point. <laughs> so going back, 
the next time you leave your job, I'm sorry, the next time someone leaves your job, pay attention to how others act. Will they be excited or will they be scrambling to figure out what to do? Again, not to celebrate, you know, their demise, but will they be excited or will they be scrambling to figure out what to do? Because this will show you, man, that person was valuable. They don't want to lose that person, right? Well, I am here today to give you three ways to become more valuable or non-disposable in literally each area of your life, not only on your job, but in your life, within your community, whatever it is that you do, whatever it is that you're passionate about, whatever area you're trying to succeed in. And that's why I am here today. So number one, what is a way that I can become more valuable or you can become more valuable? Become a soul source. A soul source is when others have no other choice but to come to you for your business and services that you provide. Become a soul source. Again, apply this to every area in your life. Okay, become a soul source. So I have experience in the in the government procurement industry, right? And there are times when there is literally only one vendor capable of providing an item, good or service in the entire city. And so therefore it is not possible to obtain like competitive bids from other vendors because there is literally only one vendor in the city that knows how to do this type of work or provide this type of service. So guess who gets all of the money? Guess who gets all of the business? The sole source. Because there's literally nobody else to do this type of work. What do you have that others do not have that you can provide to your community, to your job, to your industry, to your family? What skills can you obtain to reach your level of success? Not the level that others or society wants you to reach, but your level. Become a soul source. Figure that out. What is it that you're good at? What is it that you can provide at the table that nobody else can provide? Man, that is that is one extravagant competitive advantage against other people within your industry. Like that's crazy. If you're able to provide this one type of good or service and get all of the business and not just the business, but like, like I said, in your family, like that is amazing. What skills do you need to reach that level? Okay. So number one, become a sole source. Number two, build credibility. Are you credible? What does it mean to be credible? Again, we are talking about every area of your life. So according to the Oxford Dictionary, credible is defined as being able to believe. Dependable, good, valid, trustworthy, compelling, reputable, or sound. Do you give people reason not to trust you or believe anything that you say? 
Are you flying around the workplace acting like you know everything when you don't know everything or just making up things just because you feel like it? Are you credible in your business? What relationships have you distorted because you have had bad business practices? Do you pay your invoices on time? Are you cooking the books? Are you behaving ethically with your vendors or customers? Hmm? Mm-hmm. Validity. You can become valid and boost your credibility by credential stacking, which is another component of being credible or valid. So credential stacking is exactly what it sounds like, okay? Now, I'm not saying to go out there and acquire random credentials for no reason at all. All right, y'all, acquire credentials that will actually boost your value and make it hard for your manager to dispose of you. You know, assuming that you are performing to the best of your ability in other areas of your job. Okay, let's get that straight. So assuming that you are performing, performing to the best of your ability. All right, so I want to help out my, my nine to fivers or eight to fivers, whatever it is these days, really quick. You have to ask the right questions, okay? Y'all, we have to ask the right questions. Every job that I have worked for, every organization I've worked for, paid for their employees' credentials and additional training, right? So not only does it make you look good, but it makes the company look great as well to have employees with the appropriate credentials and advanced training to back it. And it's all paid for. Go to your HR. I'm telling you, it's there. Okay, no secrets to success out here. Additionally, you can continue your education by going back to school. Now, understand school isn't for everybody, but, you know, you leave it or take it. If it applies to you, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Again, most companies provide tuition reimbursement for students, so you need to ask the right questions. It's there. Now, they provide tuition reimbursement if it pertains to the job, right? So it's to grow within the company. So they need to see that you're trying. Your, your managers need to see that you're trying. Level up, okay? Like if that's for you, if the nine to five life is for you, level up. Don't stay in the same position that you are in life, in your job, your church, your community. Like I said, in every area. In most cases, y'all, with credentials and continuing education, comes promotion promotion and pay raises like trust me i know and for those that desire to own you know your own business one day use that pay raise to fund your dream and your long-term goals okay use it to fund your long-term goals don't you know waste it don't waste it use that money for a good purpose you want to get out of the rat race fund your goal with that pay raise all right but hear me out Hear me clearly. Do not cut corners in your nine to five or your eight to five. Because if you cut corners in your nine to five, you'll most likely cut corners in your own business, okay? Won't nothing change. Just different management. You running your business down to the ground because you're cutting corners, all right? Anyways, (laughs) that was for free. Number three, create opportunities. Create opportunities for people other than you, all right? Altruism goes a long way, my friends. 
Create a space where you can give someone else a go, someone else a chance, someone else a moment, a shot or a break. Set up the right circumstances for the next person, for the next individual. What do you have or can provide that will give others the opportunity to advance? What door can you open for someone else? We usually hear, I hear it all the time. Jeez, man, I was never given the opportunity to do X, Y, Z. But what can you do for someone else? Someone out there needs your support to help them get started, to help them to get to the next level. I do what I do in life to create opportunities for others as well as myself. That is why I work so hard. People ask me all the time, Miriam, how do you do it? Why do you work so hard? Why are you a workaholic? I'm not a workaholic. I just, I see the vision. I see the goal that God has given me and I am reaching, climbing, trying to get to it, okay? I do what I do in life to create opportunities for others as well as myself. My ultimate goal, y'all, is to be free, is to be able to just be completely free of this eight to five life and provide opportunities for other people because I have come to realize that I am too gifted and too talented to be hiding behind somebody else's desk all day and not, not out there, you know, contributing like I wish I could within a community. Now, it's for some people, you know, that life is for some people, but I'm not one of those people. I just feel that some people work so hard on their jobs for nothing. They work, get paid, pay bills, and die without leaving an impact. Now, any person in their right mind should know that there is more to life than that going to work and paying your bills and dying, okay? Create opportunities for your family, for the succeeding generations, for your company, for your business, right? I'm creating opportunities for the youth at my church. I am trying to show these kids, look, y'all. You can do it. Like, literally, it sounds so cliche, but you can literally do it. You can do anything that you put your heart and your mind to do. If it is in the will of God, you can do it. I'm creating opportunities for the youth at my church and for my little sisters. Not only telling them, but also showing them and being an example and letting them know that it is possible because your big sister did it, you know? Go beyond yourself. Go beyond yourself. Create opportunities. Again, if you were to leave this earth tomorrow, will people know that you are gone? Will people mourn you because of the void you left? Intentionally leave your mark. Train others and teach them what you know so the legacy continues. I hear people say all the time, the graveyard is filled with ideas. Stop wasting your life by taking up space. And use what is in your brain. Tap into your purpose and become so valuable that your life makes a great impact. How do you do that? Go back to number three. Create opportunities. Okay? Go back to number two. Go back to number one. Become a sole source. Build credibility. We can do it, y'all. You want to know why your boss or your manager does not care if you quit? It is because you are more than likely useless to them. If you're just another body taking up space, then they will not care. They won't care. 
It drives me crazy. It drives me mad when I feel that my potential and abilities are being wasted at a job, at a job. Okay. I need my managers to understand that pushing paper for me does not work. I need to feel valued and needs and need to feel like I am doing something valuable and contributing in a good way. That's something that we all desire, right? Show initiative. And this is my last example, I promise. So I worked at McDonald's before going to college. And I literally was running circles around my other team members. Right? So when everybody was hanging out in the back, sneaking chicken nuggets and talking and texting on their phones, I was bagging and clearing the drive-through time. I was getting those orders out of there. Okay? When I left for college, guess who they begged to keep on the schedule? Miriam. And I did it because I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed, you know, helping out. I loved seeing my managers happy. And at that time, I did not have degrees to give me credibility or value as they do now. It was just that my customer service skills and people skills were evident. So much so that they needed me, even though this was just a high, even though it was just a high school job and not a career job. I took it seriously. Right. So I'll leave you with this. What is your value? How are you significant? I have gained a lot of respect because of how I carry myself and my credibility and have learned that, you know, respect can take you places. I'm not loud. I'm not obnoxious on the job or with the customers that I deal with in my businesses. I mind my business. I do my work and I help others. Show that you can be leadership material if that is what you desire. You have to do something different than your coworkers, okay? Do something different. You have to do something different than others within your industry. You have to stand out. Go off of the go off the script. Just just cut the script out. Just just chop it up, shred it. And go beyond what is expected of you. Wow your leaders in every area of your life. Wow them. Blow their minds. If you are gifted and talented, don't waste your talents. Don't bury your talents. God wants to give you more talents to contribute to society, and he won't be able to do that. To do that, if you're burying what he has already given you. My man Joseph, he's a great example in the Bible, okay? I love biblical examples. It's the way of life. (laughs) He had a gift of interpreting dreams. And it literally landed him a seat at the table, leading nations, his family, rationing and portioning for those in need, making decisions that Pharaoh should be making. He had favor. And that is what happens when you use your gifts for good. Okay? Become a soul source. Build credibility. Create opportunities. i leave y'all with that today. I hope this has helped somebody out there. Ask yourself, are you disposable or are you non-disposable? And what can I do to become non-disposable? What can I do to create more value in my life? You can do it. You just got to reach deep down in there and stop looking at everybody else. And do what pertains to you. All right, y'all, until next week, I am Miriam. I will talk to y'all soon.